It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 898. Happy Fat Friday, Gronks. What's happening? What's going on? Uh, you, uh, you told me that you wanted to, tr- uh, wanted to try a specific beverage today. What is the beverage? Um, I've gone against that because <laughs> our initial conversation, it mm-hmm. was the the berry blaster or some some mm-hmm. name from Hungry Jacks. It was like these little balls that burst in your mouth when you drink it. You You'd said that. it looks like uh, looks like asthma. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> and um, and so I've gone <laughs> to. Oh wow! It's a crispy. You've got a crispy cream uh, cup, and it's got a donut on top. Is that a? I'm guessing it looks like it would be a cookies and cream sit show. Oh mate, have you been before? <laughs> no, I just I just know these things. Is that right? Yes, it is. Oh great! Thank Cook- you. Cookies and cream thick shake, <laughs> and um, it's got cream on the top. And I did love you cream go and get it, or did you get it delivered? Mm. I could have got it delivered. Fuck, I'm old school like that. Just oh, drive that's down. Good. Well, does um, Krispy Kremes have a drive-through in the one near Bulleen? <laughs> that was why I drove down. Yeah. It was well, very convenient. quick. I reckon quick, probably quicker than the mm-hmm. Uber driver because I saw when I pulled up an Uber driver walking out mm-hmm. had a 12-pack. Well, like the thing is I think that you would drive more because you have a driveway. Do you have a driveway? Yeah. I didn't, yeah, don't yeah. even know your new place. Um, yeah, carport, like driveway, yeah. very easy. The thing is that going down into the basement, getting the car, imagine if you had a car stacker. Like I, when Bree and I were looking at apartments, car stackers were just a no-go. Um, but I would like to think that if the car was in a more convenient position, if I was in the suburbs and the car was just sitting out uh, in the on the driveway or in the garage, I'd be way more yeah. likely to drive to Krispy Kreme. Yeah, it's it is about the ease. I mean, just on the carport thing, the um the stacker thing. Uh, what's even worse, an apartment with a car lift that takes you down into a car park mm-hmm. because that's what Leon Shergren has. Leon, yeah. She said Leon. 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 I said Leon really quickly. <laughs> Leon. It's Leon really quickly. Leon. Um, yeah, no, but I think that was that's like a. Is that not a car stacker? Is that different? It's a car lift that mm-hmm. takes you into a car park. I thought that's what he was in. I he guess He drives so, yeah. in, mm-hmm. takes him up, and then he drives out. Whereas I think a car stacker, you go in, it takes you, you either can let your car go, like you get out of your car, close it, and then press the button, it takes it. Whereas I think he's legit got a car lift mm. that he, that it makes sense for places like, imagine apartment blocks where you can't get a winding sort of, like your one gets real steep. Mm-hmm. It's real yeah. sort of fucking, yeah. it's a bit intense. I know. But anyway, so uh, when you were talking about beverages, I went on to Uber Eats, typed in thick shake, and uh, I did oh, two yes. words, thick space shake. I don't like milkshakes. I've got no time for milkshakes. And um, the thick shake that I landed on was a, a thick shake from uh, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, in oh, the city yeah. on Flind, I think it's Flinders Street or Flinders Lane. Yeah. Um, however, so I ordered it uh, well and truly before the show, so it arrived in time. I think uh, it got picked up and then about five minutes into or maybe even ten minutes in to the ride, the rider cancelled. Uh, what? Oh, he's I, fallen off. Well, so this – yeah, this is the thing. So I <laughs> – I, uh, I straight away 
went to the the health and and the well being of the Uber Eats delivery. Go- Sorry, yeah, exactly. No, I mean I feel like this is I'm an evolved human now. I feel like maybe three four months ago I would have been like fuck yeah, where is it? And I would have just tried to I would have um tried to find him on Facebook and message him and say, hey, dude, what's up? Did you have my thick shake? Just one word, ombudsman. (laughs) (laughs) But so where I ended up thinking was I'm like, maybe there's a lot of tram tracks around here. Maybe he's gotten a wheel stuck in a tram track. I know. And so so that's okay. What can you do? What can you – how much more can you follow up? Like once it's cancelled, any reason? So the only thing that it gave me the option is there was a help button – and it was, and it said something like, oh, "Have you been uh, charged for this for a cancelled order?" Because it, obviously we shouldn't be paying for it. Yeah. Um, but I quickly went through, and rather than doing thick shake two words, I decided to do thick shake one word just to see if there was other results. And I found yeah. somewhere closer that is um, a sort of a smaller establishment as well. Oh, and, good. Um, Support local. Exactly. <laughs> and so I ordered that straight away. I handed Bree the phone. Uh, it was. Um, it had 15 minutes to go um, before it arrived here when we started recording. So I'm hoping in the next 10 minutes, guys, stick around because you might get to see Josh Jansen fucking suck on a straw. Um, can you describe uh, your thick shake? Yeah, it's great. It's a. It's thick, it's which is first thing you want, and mm-hmm. it's got um, big bits of like Oreo. It's mm-hmm. everything. It you sounds want. like it's giving you asthma, which only good things in life give you asthma. <laughs> oh my god! I I see these things and I think, mm-hmm. fuck! I'd love to just get that. Like, and that's what this day is about, Fat Friday. It's mm-hmm. that thing that you don't normally go to, and this is definitely one that I wouldn't normally go to. Like, I, I um, Amy popped into the doctor's just near us, and I waited as she just went in, had to hand in like a, a blood sample. Anyway, she, <laughs> I, I was at the entrance to the the Krispy Kreme drive through and it was like 1 p.m. And this young bloke was just just rocking up and he's just like, yeah, just a 12-pack of donut. And I, I was like, fuck, mate, he's living the good life. <laughs> it's like seeing a guy in a suit in the city mm. at 3 p.m. just after work. You're leaving work or something and you're just licking, licking a paddle pop or you got yourself a little magnum. It's like, mate, <laughs> living, living it. the dream. Well, I mean, that's what I respect with Ventra IP. Uh, who they're our um, our web host of choice. The, I don't know if you've seen, but in their office, they're always doing donuts. They've always got like mm. donuts just sitting there with hand just standing what, next to it. Really? Yeah. You got it these days, yeah, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do. I mean, I've got that and I've got um, – this is the uh, real estate agent that dropped off hand sanitizer to the neighbourhood. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> He's always watching over me. Mm-hmm. The guy from Barry Plant. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I was uh, I was thinking I was looking back at some of the footage and the snippets that Mister Ninety Seven created for um, uh, the Seth Godin episode. Yeah, and I realised something that I didn't pick up on uh, at the time, and that was I think it was I think that both of us when we're speaking to Seth, he is he is uh, you know one of our heroes. Now, mm-hmm. So I think we're a little bit nervous. We're like, there's no no denying. Would you Would you agree? <clears throat> well, I think it's like we're silly, 
and we we like to be silly. And mm-hmm. I like to think that even when we are nervous, we bring some silly fun cheekiness to an interview. Um, but definitely respect is uh, due where you know respect is needed where it's due. What's that saying? You just got to give respect where it is due. And Seth Godin re- deserved our respect. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we swore. Do we swear in it? Well, we did in the in the montage. But no, ah. just things are a little bit different, right? Like it was the we don't really have conversations before our guests uh, normally. And you're like, hey, it might have gone through. I've got a bunch of questions. I've done like just stuff that we normally, you know, we don't go to that amount of effort. Would you say? Definitely. Well, yeah, I think you, you know when that. Mm-hmm. When it is time to do that, mm-hmm. but in but in in fairness, or just a thought is, I don't know if it necessarily is the better approach because maybe what you're referencing is what you get as a product of using that approach, or maybe not. What, what was you your mean? thinking? Um, so you're saying you know, like it seemed like well nervous. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. I just I felt the uh, not, maybe nerves is the wrong. Like it's just the butterflies. It's the extra anticipation. It's the heightened feeling. And uh, when I was watching myself in the snippet, there was a specific snippet where my eyes rolled completely back, <laughs> just like midway through a conversation. Like I was thinking, it was it was when I asked. Uh, uh, Seth, if he had abs, and I just rot, like I'm just like as I'm talking, my eyes are completely rolled in the back of my head, like trying to like grasp, am I, like have I made a bad decision? Um, but can you do it for me? Show me. Like it was, it was like it was, well, I do yeah. remember that. But I, oh, did you remember I, it? I re- yeah, I have seen that bit now that you say it. It's it it's very quick and it, mm-hmm. and. I, in my mind, I think it's like you sort of searching for the word and then you mm-hmm. go for it. Like, it's like just mid, you know. That's real like a- searching, right? Like, don't you think that, but I even <laughs> felt potentially like uh, how we were sitting, everything was a little bit different. But what I liked about it is that, you know, we've we've done, uh, you know, over 800 episodes and we yep. still have the opportunity to grow and get better and it shows how many you have to do before you really get comfortable in every circumstance. 100%. Like if you want to create a podcast and have the biggest guest on first, good Mm -hmm. luck. (laughs) You'll you'll shit yourself. I've done done two years of radio, five days a week, three hours a day. Like – and I, I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm fucking still nervous mm-hmm. going into a podcast because then it's all different. And then I did feel more comfortable. It, it didn't feel like the first time we were sweating more, but yeah. it, st- it still feels like the, um, I guess it's what you do want when you're doing it's something It's intensity. Fun. I think it's, it's, it's realizing and recognizing that you only have this small period of time. And I think that the other thing too is there's this 15 minutes at the start of every podcast, and I, don't, I haven't heard any podcaster work it out, but how do you get, how do you build the rhythm and sort of the cadence mm. of the of the style of show that you want? Because I think that like when I, um, in the moment, one of the things I was feeling is that we were going to interviewee or questioning, like it wasn't necessarily connecting like our questions were a little bit detached from his answers potentially where mm. normally we're very good at like listening, thinking about the question and then responding. 
Yeah, I guess you want to cover some ground. And so that way you do have themes because you see how you can go down a theme for the first 20 minutes. Like if you weren't Mm -hmm. wanting to sort of stack it and get the most out of it. And so, I mean, one of the... We don't edit this podcast. So then a friend of mine... I don't know. I'm only saying friend of mine because I don't know if you'd want me to say this, but he um, he literally deletes the first 20 minutes of the of what he's putting out there. Yeah, wow. And so it's like he's like, yeah, it's literally just this fluff rapport building at the start, mm-hmm. and I don't care about it. But I just I get them to be you know talking about exactly what they need, um, or you know getting them comfortable, and then the gold comes. And so. We don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I mean, yeah. the the answer is to do a five hour podcast and then just <laughs> yeah. the the first twenty minutes is actually really short in mm-hmm. comparison. Eric Weinstein just put out a podcast that's five and a half hours. Really? What Rid- is it about? Ridiculous. The meaning of life. The fucking the. Uh, it's a bit of time. Concept of everything. I don't know. It's some mm-hmm. fucking crazy podcast, but um, three hours. Like, I mean, there's a lot of three hour podcasts these days, and so. The longer my point is, the longer you do, the the sh- the shorter the f- first bit up the front is in the scheme of things. Mm. Or you, yeah. the re- you know, there's more bulk end. I think that what I've um, worked out that I want to do. So I was thinking about growth, where where I can grow. I'm not necessarily good at preparation. Oh, so I'm always preparing. I feel like my life, and this is the excuse that I use. The excuse I use is Are like- Are you hiding? I, yeah, I'm hiding. I'm hiding. I'm definitely hiding. No, I'm, the excuse I use is that I'm constantly analyzing and thinking about, oh, here we go. We, we have the thick shake. We have the thick shake. That was very yes. quick. Thanks, Breeza. If, um, if, you can, if you can tip that upside down and it not come out, <laughs> I'll do something crazy. No, no, no absolutely not. Because right. that's a thick shake. <laughs> you know you can get something called a, a mud shake? No, cement. I think I did one of them cement. this morning. Cement. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. It's just, it's all a bit stuck. Well, this is a nightmare. Oh, it's because it's, you gotta, you've tried to take it out of the little holes. Okay, here we, okay, here we go. All right. So, I've got to get the glad wrap off. First impressions is it feels a bit milky. But yeah, I'll well, let you know. Josh, mine has become milky. It was very thick, but it becomes milky. Can I? Sh- I'll show you the color, and you tell me what the flavor you think is. Yeah. Oh, good game. Good and game. And it's it's not a it's not horse related like last time. <laughs> Although, right. Hang on. Just a lot of fiddly flavor. bits. I mean, yeah. I just grabbed mine off the girl and sipped it. That's the whole thing. This is what this is the one thing with delivery, especially liquid stuff like because you. You get upset if it if it goes everywhere. Okay, nearly done. I reckon there'll be a large portion of people, even that you know, that have never had anything liquid delivered, meaning like a coffee or a smoothie actually delivered through Uber Eats. Have they thrown? Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, no, no. It's just a straw. Uh, no, no, I um, I agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go liquid. You've seen. Um, <laughs> I had a coffee delivered. All right, what do you think the flavour is? Oh, oh, it's like a um, salted caramel. Yeah, <clears throat> no, nailed it. Okay, let me try. <laughs> it's that bottom bit. It's that sort of caramel down the bottom, vanilla looking. Short straw is thin, and you got it up quite quickly. <laughs> oh. I didn't order a big M, but that's what I've got. 
<laughs> it's what a is it with drink? places? What is it with places? Did, did you get a I don't think drink? there's any ice cream in it. <laughs> and you know what? A guy had to die for that. <laughs> no, he died for the other one. Yeah, I know, but it's all in the process. <laughs> Just to get us a, a thick shake today, mm. an individual had to lose his life on the. I know. <laughs> but the. Um, uh, yeah, so the so the, the preparation preparation. So yeah, I was thinking about uh, preparation. I hide behind this idea that I'm always preparing or always researching. Talked about the second brain stuff. I need to get better. This is specifically on the Seth episode. I identified the the issues with it. I think at the start. So uh, I woke up early to to get that montage together. Sevs did a great job of grabbing you know ten minutes of content, and then I just whittled it down in the morning. But I was doing that was my focus beforehand. So I was like editing and putting it all together. The thing that I didn't have, which I think every podcaster should do, is what is the first question? Was what is the first question that it? Um, I think that there could be something great about uh, you know the book or something like that. Just up the front, it's an easy win, but it's very clear. It's very short, and it gets them talking. The guest talking. What do you think? I think it's a good strategy. I think if make sure you have the fucking second question also <laughs> because it might be, fall flat. That's well, the, the first one, but I think that that's the part of the paralysis or if I think about the the stresses of the whole thing, you're playing this video, you're like there's all these things happening, there's, but you just need the kickoff because the thing is it's it's – We've got so many dots that we can connect, and I think that we're good at connecting dots, but finding the very first dot. So I knew that I wanted to, like that whole abs thing, I knew that I wanted to ask him about the abs or the ultimate frisbee or, you know, you know, you wanted to ask him about the napping thing. Maybe it's too absurd to ask that as the first question. Mm. Because it seems um, a bit silly, or maybe it just feels like you want to give a um, a sense of respect at the start, or sort of it's a little bit performative. It's like okay, I'm uh, I'm being the interviewer at the interviewer at the start, and then we start to derail it and turn it into what I think is what makes a daily talk show. I think you're also talking about something that has to play out perfectly, because if you don't edit and you're wanting it to hit from mm-hmm. start to finish, th- there's no room for error at that point. Like you can stuff up a way you articulate something or – but in saying that, it's like having a first question is a is a good fix. It's have – a, have a first question if you've got no fucking questions. No, but, but no, this is, but this is the whole thing. No, no, but this is my point. I think that it's a trap – to be like you have so it, because it becomes analysis paralysis. It's like did you paro- write them down? That's no, maybe no, no. Okay, well, yeah, I had yeah. them. I had written them down, but they weren't sort of in an accessible sort of format. So I think that yeah, potentially I think the the writing down stuff, but also um, the taking off the you know the job of having to work out what you're going to ask. 
um, I think it is a is a great thing just to to free up the mind. Yeah, and so I was thinking about the first time we chatted to him. It was in person. It was in his mm-hmm. office. We didn't have any paper in front of us, and we nailed it. Yeah, I, and or, we and I think that each like there was nothing wrong with the I chat. I got some nice messages. Yeah, saying love loved it, love Seth. Yeah, but I think you that I'm always like. <laughs> Don't you feel like for me? I'm like, okay. How did you feel? Were there any changes that you would make, or did you think it was flawless? I didn't never think anything's flawless. I, I would I even just referencing that first chat with him, it was like it just went and it went went well, mm-hmm. and yeah, feel the experience. I I, I I was quite high after it. Like I'd, you know, felt I felt quite on a high after putting mm-hmm. that energy into it. I think that's like w- w- what that reward is sometimes mm-hmm. when you do something, you're, you know, you're anticipating it or whatever it be and then you're – like I was reading his book so I'm kind of like co- constantly thinking about him mm-hmm. and his book and what he's thinking about, what I'm thinking about. Then I listen to other people's podcasts and I'm like, <clears throat> well, that wasn't that impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I do. I'm like – I must have built it in my head that I was. I has to. It has to be some perfect thing. I'm like, everyone's just being a version of themselves, and so I think it's a win when you can be yourself. Asking the abs question, awesome, because it is on our brand. Mm-hmm. But you're also. But you also ask awesome questions. On top of that, yeah, I think it's just around like so. There's a there's a few structural things that I think can be. I can improve on and that's it's even the end I don't think there's many people that finish a podcast well you listen to Tim Ferriss if it's it's a fumble every time it's like a it's like ah thank you you know yeah but like I'm the same I think it is a it's a hard thing for anyone to nail timing is what finishes it well we probably can't go any longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for joining us. <laughs> but then it's working out what do you say, and so having those clear dot points or they clear yeah. out as well. Um, but yeah, I just think it was just it was interesting where I'm like, oh, you know what? This is there's the riding the wave, which is there's certain podcasts where when you do them, you only ever get good feedback. So, for instance, Hamish Blake is one of them. Anytime I've ever spoken to Hamish, Hamish, I always get people writing to me. Do I think that I do a better job? No, I actually, and I think it's the same thing with Seth. I think that there's been times where we've done really great conversations with people, but you don't mm. hear a hear a word. And so, yeah, I find it. The, the, these bigger conversations are a great one to uh, dissect a little bit because they're the high pressure. So you can look at the high pressure thing and I think it plays a little bit into uh, being a, a good MC. I don't necessarily think I'm a good master of ceremonies or whatever and I'd like to get better yeah. at that. Would you? I mean, is that true based on... I don't want to do it, but I want to get better at it. No, so this is a thing, right? Like you need to, you want to be a fisherman, but I don't want to cast my cast my line into the water. You can't, you can't be a good master of ceremonies without doing master of ceremonies. No, 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 no. You can. No, that's not. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. You can. I can not like it, 
but you do it because you know that it's going to give you something else. And so the thing is, by being good at Master of Ceremonies, it means that you're able to communicate very clearly. Um, <clears throat> I get you. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like anchor. Like, how do you be a, a great anchor? And I think that that's and like I don't necessarily think. I think that it, it comes off all right. Like it comes up. Like I remember emceeing a WordPress Melbourne event in you know like two thousand and when was it two thousand and twelve or t- you know t- yeah I think it was around then. And all I would do is go up and I'd say hi. The next person speaking is blah blah. Give them a round of applause. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think it's an interesting skill. Where if I think about all of the episodes that we've done, what do we need to do to get better? At, at the specific thing that's required in sort of hosting in that sort of format. Yeah. I mean, have you watched um, David Letterman? He, he's the, the new um, the series Netflix on Netflix. Thing? Yeah. Is like it a new one? Season, third oh, cool. season. Yeah. He's got like um, Lizzo, Kim Kardashian, Dave Chappelle, um, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. <clears throat> Majority of them are filmed once COVID hit. And so, you know, there's no audience for the Lizzo one. Or the Chapp- I don't know if the Chappelle one. Um, Robert Downey Jr., there was an audience. But it was like, it tells you up front. Chappelle was Corby, was it? It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think, yeah, there's so many things at play. Like, I don't necessarily get around Dave Chappelle. I get around the guests that are on his show. I like, to, I kind of, I'm becoming more appreciative of his kind of, Weird quirkiness or awkwardness that is. What about Letterman? David, Do you like David Letterman? Sorry, that's what I'm talking about. That is David Letterman. Mm-hmm. He, it's people love him though. People idolize him as an interviewer though. Mm-hmm. I know he's amazing. Like the fucking, I'm a loser. But, uh, him, but, but also, I, I get the. So he like he is a specific style that worked in a specific. Moment, but I think that it doesn't necessarily. I think that the um, sort of idolization of some of these people is maybe overbaked. Like I, I don't. Guess what like, I'm saying is, what you're talking about, I don't have anyone in my mind that I appreciate for having front nailed, end nailed. Like in terms of listening, like some are clunky, some are like. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a scale. Like I think there's tools and tactics to, you know, uh, arm yourself with that will make it feel better on, on your side, on my side. and But then there's the experience of humans. So when you do have someone a bit quirky in your studio that you've mm. never met, like that's a weird thing. If you don't actually know somebody, like I don't know if Seth knows who we are. Mm. He's just been on our show twice and yeah. a million others. And he's written, you know, and his mind's consumed with everything he's doing. And um, so part of it, I guess, is I feel like we are quite good at some form of improvisation or working yeah, on yeah. the spot on something. Um, and so I just think that there's a there's another structure which maybe we can develop. It's even as we do more ad reads, I think that's where I notice it too, where you have uh, – you've just got to re- disseminate some information, but you want it to feel – Natural, I think that that's yeah. a real skill. 
Um, thousand thousand hours is real, and oh, sorry, mm-hmm. ten thousand hours. <laughs> yeah, just just cut it. <laughs> thousand hours, ten percent. Um, we we 10, got some emails. Hours is real. Yeah, um, yeah, we got some emails. Um, Josh, the way you open that Seth Godin <laughs> podcast. No, I'm joking, joking. This is from Vicky London. She's lovely. She said, "I wanted to take a minute to tell you all something." The first of April, the US went into lockdown. I was unable to work. And life just sucked all around. I think she lives in Florida. Um, One day, while scrolling YouTube, I found these funny talking Australians. Love the accents. Who are they? With this funny lady (laughs) saying, real men eat ass. (laughs) Anyone guess who that is? That's totally smart. And who the funny boys are? (laughs) Funny boys not being ha-ha funny. This made me laugh so hard for the first time in days and led me on a journey that has changed my life. I began listening to your podcast daily and, in fact... Went back in the next month or so and watched episodes 600, like up until 600 to present, plus numerous others that caught my eye. So, all the video ones. That's so like impressive. 200 and something upwards. That's that's a lot. Thank you, Vicky. That's very impressive. So Vicky's from Florida? Oh, no, sorry, sorry. 600 to now. Six, seven, eight. Wow, nearly 300 eps. It's epic. Yeah, Vicky's from Florida. I'm... I am. I'm not overwhelmed. In a, I'm overwhelmed in a fantastic way, with too much Tully, one trick Tony, Hump Day replay. She gets around it all. What about screenplay Sunday? <laughs> wait for it. Wait okay. for it. All right, all right. There is so much awful shit in the US right now, from the election to the wildfires and racial tension. Your gang, quotation marks, has brought me nothing but laughter and pleasure, which I so desperately needed. I smile when the phone dings to notify me of the podcast. Can she help Jess? Get a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> notifications definitely. And and I stop what I'm doing and laugh. Sorry, this is long. This is long, but I am hoping you'll share it with the gang, so that when I have times that I wonder why do we why uh, when they have times when they wonder why do we do this? Very true, Vicky. Um, you'll hopefully think of this email and you've done and what you've done for a crazy lady in Lake City, Florida. Um, can't thank you enough for the fun you've brought into my life. And also, I absolutely love Screenplay Sunday. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, I thought she was going to sign off uh, Real, Real Men Eat Ass. Um, <laughs> thank you, Vicky. Uh, it's a daily talk show. My name's Josh Jansen. That's Tommy Jacket over there. Hope you've had a fantastic Friday. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast app. We're also on YouTube as well. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Thank you. It's MC Josh. See you guys.